Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This segment is brought to you by Jigmasters. Step up your game with high-quality performance jigs, spinner baits, buzz baits, and more from jigmasters.com. And always, when in doubt, get the jig out. Welcome to the Bass Kayak and Beers podcast on the Paddle and Fin Network. On this podcast, we'll be talking about life and kayak fishing. Every week, we'll have a special guest, whether it's a tournament angler, a content creator, or just a regular guy or girl who just loves to go kayak fishing. So grab a cold beer, sit back, and enjoy the show. Bass Kayak and Beers is sponsored in part by Douglas Rod. Go to douglasoutdoors.com to check out their full lineup and locate your nearest authorized dealer. All right, welcome to the Bass Kayak and Beers podcast on the Paddle and Fin Network. Today we got Clayton Swafford. Did I say that right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Swafford. Awesome. <laughs> Perfect. Clayton, thank you so much, Clayton, uh, for joining us. Clayton just won the TKC, Texas Kayak um, Championship at Lake Palestine, a tournament that I had the opportunity to uh, compete myself. Clayton put up big numbers, had a great showing, so... It's only natural to bring Clayton onto the show to talk a little bit about his big win and a few other stuff. So, Clayton, thank you so much for joining us, man. How you doing? Absolutely, man. Thank you, Armando. Thank you for having me. Yeah, brother, I'm doing great. Hanging out, riding that win, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. How how does it feel winning that? Uh, it was pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. Uh, it was my first tournament in like since COVID. It's been like a year, couple oh, really? months, you know, year and some change since I've actually fish the tournament so and one of my buddies joe joe sanderson he uh kind of established that or helped run it so it was just cool coming back and uh hitting the ground running you know cool man well we, before we dive into the ins and out of your win tell us a little bit about yourself clayton now what do you do for a living and how you got into kayak fishing yeah brother so um i uh graduated college like a couple years ago um got a marketing degree at the time I was bartending and like just got into to like kayak fishing and like started kind of getting my feet wet with the tournaments and stuff. Um, had a really good first year. 
um, ended up qualifying for the KBF national championship. Um, and this was 2018 or 19 and, uh, 18, 18. So, uh, yeah, man, I kind of like got addicted in a way and just, I've been kayak fishing ever since. Um, like I said, I graduated college. I, I run a jig business now. So Clearfort Customs is, is mine. So hit me up anytime, make you some jigs, whatever you want. And, uh, yeah, just been kind of just fishing, man. I just love it. So, so yeah, that's me pretty much. <laughs> pretty cool, man. How do you got into making the jigs? How long have you been making them? Uh, so the first, like my first, uh, my year, like kayak fishing, I met my buddy Dakota, um, super Dakota long, super cool guy. Look him up. Uh, and we were fishing buddies and he owned Clearfort custom jigs. So I would go over to his house all the time and I'd make my own jigs with him and we'd just hang out, you know, and I'd help him with orders and stuff. And, you know, life happens. He got married, had a baby and all that kind of wanted to let the company go. So I was like, yeah, I'll take it and kind of took over and I've been pumping them out. Got some right here, ready to ship out a whole bunch of nice. them. I've been making all day. So <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's fun. It's cool. It's cool catching fish on your own baits and it's, it's even uh, yeah. cooler giving them to someone. And then seeing what they catch, so it's super cool. I like it. That's nice, man. So, where if people want to get their hands on some of those jigs, where they can find it? Yeah, and, man. Uh, um, for custom jigs. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, right now. Um, got PayPal. Like it's simple. I'll ship them to you wherever you're at. Um, hit me up. I'm in Fort Worth. I'll deliver them to you. I've I've literally gotten off work at like midnight and drove some jigs to some friends that needed them for a tournament the next day and like i'll hook you up it's, it's if you're local so yeah hit me up perfect man definitely so for all those texans and i know most of my audience is from texas yes, here sir. you go where yes, can they locate no. you at uh, uh facebook like instagram I'll, I'll send you the links armando you can throw them up on this this video podcast everything link everything in the description for sure perfect awesome so Clayton, let's start with uh, your your uh, win at the TKC in Lake Palestine. Um, first of all, where did you started off fishing? What was your the hot spots that you found, and how did you decided to fish in that spot? Brother, brother, um, I fished all day Friday, all day. Um, the last time I had fished that lake, it was a few weeks ago. Um, didn't do any good, and then I'd fished it like two years ago for a North Texas kayak championship tournament. Didn't do very good then either. Um, I fished a lot of areas Friday. I covered the whole South end of the lake. I checked out a few creeks. I didn't catch anything, man. I'm not going to lie. I skunked Friday. Um, so Saturday I threw a Hail Mary. I fished Kickapoo. I fished the, the upper river chain. Um, and I fished uh, flats Creek before. And I thought Kickapoo's going to be crowded. Yeah, so yeah it go was. Flat. <laughs> yeah, no, I knew it was. I drove by the day before and just said, "Not even, not even going there." I've done good in Kickapoo. I love Kickapoo, yeah. but um, the Flats Creek area it sets up very similar. Um, so yeah, that's where I launched, man. And I, I just threw a Hail Mary. Hadn't fished there in a couple of years, but I figured there's got to be a little bit of current, and the the water's definitely warmer, so. So that's where I went, man. That's where I posted up at. And uh, I'm going I'm to pull it up right now, actually. I didn't leave the ramp. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't go very far. I didn't drop my motor at all. 
literally just just hung out in the same area um so there's a ramp off the highway that's not really a ramp it's not a butt ramp you can just pull off um you don't mind if we can probably go look google it you don't mind doing that is that okay giving out if that you spot? can pull it up let's do it yeah yeah, yeah i think we can do up. that uh let me that's see lake really palestine so for those out there watching on youtube or um on facebook you can check yeah, out the yeah, map. Pull it up because I don't know how to show you. Uh, let's do the satellite image thing, like Palestine. And if I remember correctly, how do I do share screen on this? Share screen. Uh, application window. No. Do, do, do. Chrome tab. Lake Palestine right here. Can you see it? Yes, sir. I can. Okay. So let's zoom in. You were at up uh, further north, right? Uh, Flat Creek. Yeah, Flat Creek is the the big cove further north. So, this is Kikapu. Um, yeah, that's this Kikapu. River. So go down. It's on the east side of the lake, or the west side of the lake. I'm sorry. Am I in the right spot? I'm not that familiar uh, with the lake. Yeah, Kikapu no, keep Creek. going a little bit south. Now go west. Do do west. Do west. Oh, west. I'm sorry. Here you go. No, you're good, bud. Go north a little bit. And a little further. Okay. Now you see you're in this cove here. Now follow yep. that all the way up to the creek, all the way west. Mike. Uh, I think you're a little a little too high. Are you ignoring? This no, is. Um, I'm yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. Further, further south. I know I'm zoomed I'm in, so I'm maybe... familiar. Yeah, you're good. You're good. I can actually drop you a pen and send it directly to you. Let me zoom out a little bit so you can see it better. You're good. You're good, man. So, on the very bottom left corner of your screen, you see that highway going across the lake? Bottom yep. left. Okay, so that creek. Oh, yeah. Oh, that okay. Creek, you know, all the way back up in it. You'll see another bridge, that highway right there. I believe it's highway uh, 314. Yeah, 314. There you go. So you can see where I launched right there. On the satellite image. You can pull off. Oh, the okay, right here. But yeah, brother. <laughs> That's where I was. Wow. So, um, yeah, I actually, I didn't go that way. I went towards the main creek. You can see that main bend and the creek channel right there. Um, your mouse is just a little oh, left. I'm sorry. Right, right here. Up. Yeah, so that whole area right there where your mouse was, closer to the ramp. Yeah, right there. Really? That whole area, brother. So um, you follow that creek channel through there. There was current. And that's, that's the only area I fished, man, back and forth from where I launched back to the where it opens up and then back to the ramp all day. So what, what draw you to that? Was it like... You canceled water by pre-fishing the first, like it was more like a default. The places where I thought it was going to be good fishing wasn't. So let me just, you know, yeah. try this it, one as a Hail Mary. Um, I knew it was a good creek. I'd fished there, like I said, a couple years ago. I knew it was a good creek. It's deep. It's a lot deeper than it looks. Um, if you have a graph, obviously you, you realize that. But um, two things made me stay right there though because my plan initially was to go to the main lake from that ramp i was going to head out 
first of all, I got my truck stuck because it was super muddy. That's not gravel. That's oh. all mud right there. So I got my truck really? stuck. Joe had to pull me out first thing in the morning. <laughs> we still launched on time. No worries. No uh, no delays or anything. But um, I hadn't been there in a couple of years. It was really dark. And um, I have a Diablo. So my transducer arm goes over the side. Mm-hmm. I smacked it on a log first thing and snapped it. Snapped the ramble. Oh, so I was like, shit, you know. So uh, I kind of stayed right there in that creek where I launched and, mm-hmm. and was fixing it um used some gear ties you know rigged it up got it to so where i could at least read depth my side imaging was kind of trashy but you know when the sun came up i realized i'm sitting in current like you can see the little eddies in the water and stuff and i was like i'm gonna start fishing right here and i fished and fished and fished started catching a bunch of little like 13s like 12s like a bunch of little fish i got closer to the main lake and I realized the current it dissipated because there's there's so much like wetlands yeah. and like backwater right there, so the current kind of disappeared. And I could see people that launched on the main lake coming my way, so I was like, "Screw it, I'm gonna go back up to where the current is." So I fished it again and uh, caught like a I want to say like a fourteen and a quarter was my first keeper. And then I caught like a fourteen and a half. And like a 15 and so on and so on. They just kept getting bigger and bigger. I was weeding through them. And like I said, man, that's, I just stayed there. I had a feeling and I just, that's where I stayed. And, um, I cooked my limit. My first like initial limit was like 80 inches or so, like all like 14s, 15s, like, like not crazy. And that had me in like third place. Cause I submitted them all immediately. I always wait to submit till I have a limit and then I'll start mm-hmm. calling them you know obviously but uh but yeah so i I was like damn you're in third like keep fishing like just just keep fishing you'll weed through the small ones there's big fish here for sure the water temp up there was uh the highest i saw like 56 oh whereas kind of like same as kickapoo yeah mm -hmm, yeah same as kickapoo the further up you went the better it got uh the main lake at that time was 45 to 48 where i was seeing friday where i was pre-fishing so big difference. I knew they were in there. They just they just weren't biting exactly. So uh, so yeah, man. I, I played around with some different baits. I finally found something that was producing a bigger bite, and I stuck with it the rest of the day. Caught that a uh, twenty three and a quarter. Add a little penalty because the mouth wasn't fully closed. Y'all know how it is on the cold days. It's yeah. Hard to get them to stay shut. But uh, but yeah, she was a big girl, and after that, like I just had the momentum. You know what I mean? And I caught a couple of 18s, 18s, like in a half, I think. I don't really remember, but, but yeah, ended up pulling it off. So, What baits worked for you best on that day? Oh, my, uh, my jig, man. Uh, so the finesse, I have a couple unskirted right here. But um, this style head, little finesse okay. flipping jig. Um, I want to say it was a eight. Or three eighths. It was a three eighths, um, three eighths flipping jig, man, and skipping it as deep as I could into the brush and just fishing it super, super slow, man, super slow. Nice. So yeah, that that was the ticket all day. I caught a, a couple fish on on a wacky jig. If you know me, you know I fish a wacky jig religiously, um, but they they were the smaller fish, so I just kind of let it go and stuck with the jig all day. 
What colors were you using? Did, did or did the colors play a factor? Do you think in what you were trying to do? Um. So I ran through. It's embarrassing. I make jigs, and I showed up to this tournament a little short-handed on those <laughs> style jigs. <laughs> but um, I started with a. The water up there isn't as stained as Chickapoo. It's a clearer. It 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 looks a lot like the Trinity River. It's got some stain, but it's like it's yeah. clearer water. Um. So I went with like a tennessee shad blackhead like style jig at first and that's what i caught a lot of fish on i broke that off on a fish unfortunately um and i switched to a um june bug purple with like some chartreuse me and dakota call it the joker because it's purple yeah. and like neon green yeah with i seen a that june one bug, june bug crawl man and uh that's what I finished the day on was that single jig. And I caught a lot of fish on that jig. It really stresses the importance of pre-fishing because like mm -hmm. you said, it's not the first place that you would have thought, you know, an experienced angler, you said, mm -hmm. okay, this is probably not the best place, but it came more out of, okay, canceling water. This didn't, what this water didn't work. This water didn't work. Okay. Well, by default, not what I would have chosen, but let's give it a try. So it really yep. is like as much as you can, have your instincts dialed in and the knowledge really it comes down to pre-fishing a lot of times mm -hmm. it comes down to pre-fishing and canceling water and that's a great point that that i think it's it's important because a lot of people well people like myself that are trying to get into the um tournament scene we undervalue the you know the the importance of pre-fishing you just don't show up to a lake you've never fished and expect to catch fish and if you, yeah. if you do know the lake, whether you know it that particular time, because Lake Palestine, we had just come. I mean, Lake Palestine was frozen. It was on the TA, TKC yeah. fan page. I mean, it was literally frozen Solid. in some yeah, areas. Yeah, Kickapoo was, Kickapoo was frozen for the most part come, where you were yeah. at. I mean, the, the main creek channel, I'm sure the water was, was moving a little, maybe not as frozen, but it was, it was frozen, bro. <laughs> yeah. So it's even even the most experienced angler on that lake. Um, and granted, you, you, you as far as like you mentioned before, as far as uh, Lake Palestine goes, you, that's not your home lake. You're not experienced no. um, with Lake Palestine, and yet experienced anglers there struggle to to even get a limit. So it yeah. really comes down to I think a lot of times, not always, but it really comes down a lot of times to uh, being able to do that pre-fishing and at least canceling water and figure out what is it that they want. Yes, so, did you start it off? You mentioned you you started off with some baits didn't work, and then you went to the jig. What baits did you start it off, and what was your thinking when you started off with the other baits? So, I guess. I'm a big river guy. Like when I see current, I get all giddy. I love it. I love current. It's my favorite thing. Um, since the water was stained a little bit, I knew first thing in the morning I was going to start off with something moving because the water was warmer. I knew they were going to be eaten. Like I think to take a step back just real quick, yep, when everything froze and then thawed, I think those the same thing as when it rains and the lake comes up. Those fish rush up because they haven't been able to be shallow. Mm -hmm. So they rushed up. So I knew they were going to be stacked in the creeks, not necessarily like destroying any bait in the world, but I knew they were going to be up there, um, especially with that warmer water, like I said, at Palestine. So, um, so yeah, 
when I saw that current first thing in the morning when the sun came up, because like I said, I kind of went in blind. I hadn't fished that spot in three years. I didn't really know what it was going to look like. Um, I was like, I'm going to throw a spinner bait, a little Colorado blade. I'm going to throw a crankbait, obviously. Um, going to throw a big jig. I always throw a wacky rig. Always. You can always catch fish in a wacky. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, I kind of started out moving. Um, I switched over to a swim jig um with a little bit bigger of like paddle tail like a, a bigger trailer is like a five inch trailer just to kind of a little more water displacement because it was a little stained up there mm-hmm. it wasn't the best clarity but um i couldn't get him to eat anything moving i didn't get a single bite all day i never gave it up i kept throwing it i kept switching everything up but i never caught anything on a moving bait nothing which is kind of weird but you know once I switched to that finesse jig, it was game on. That was a it ticket. Was like third cast, I got a bite. Two more casts, I got a bite. And then that, that's kind of, I just, I, I consistently threw that all day. Um, I tried a few other things trying to get bigger and bigger bites. Because the thing with TKC, that tournament board shuts off, the leaderboard. Yeah, really early. early. Yeah, I was about to say, it was like 1230 or something, right? Yeah. Like around that time. So you have no idea what other, and I wasn't that strong at that time. So I had no idea what other people were catching. Um, I knew I had some heavy hitters in my area. Um, Brian Howe, Joe Sanderson, I knew they were there and I was just waiting for them to creep up behind me, realizing what I was doing and like figuring out their own pattern. But it, it never happened, man. I didn't see another angler all day. I hung out with some people, like old dudes catching crappie, but I never saw another person in that tournament. No one ever came up there. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah. It, and it paid off tremendously because I think only a handful of the guys really were dialed in. I think I want to say the top eight got um, the five fish limit. I forgot his mm-hmm. name. I don't, I don't know if it was eight. Brian Howell. Somebody got like a uh, four fish limit that if he would have gone in a 14 inch, he would have just ran mm-hmm. away with it. I forgot his name. Can't remember Brian who it is, Howell but I was second. Yeah, so Brian came in second. Him. I can't remember who it is, but I remember seeing like, man, yeah. if he would have got him just one keeper, 14 inch, he would have gone in first place because he was hitting, I think he was somewhere in the 80, 80. Mm-hmm. No, and that's the crazy thing about like this time of year. Like you can have, a day where you don't catch a lot of fish, but you catch like a couple really good ones. But if you can't scrape up, I was lucky. I caught a very small limit and just had room to grow. Yeah. Sometimes I've had days where it's the opposite. You got one really good fish and that's all you caught. So that's actually what happened to me. I -hmm. went to Kickapoo um, and that was packed. And I think, I know Guillermo was around that area. I saw yeah, him at the ramps. I didn't know if he went up Kickapoo or he went up the Nessus or Nelsus River. Um, and I saw Matt Scotch, and they both did pretty well. I think they both yeah. got a limit. I think Matt Those was, are sticks, uh, man. I've yeah, been hanging no, out with them for a couple of years, and <laughs> they're hard to catch a lot of days. Yeah. So. Matt was fishing pretty close to where I was. I mean, we still respect the boundaries and everything, but yeah. out of all that area, I think – if Guillermo wasn't fishing Kickapoo, and I don't know because I didn't see him, I saw him at the Brown Bar, but if he was, assuming he wasn't, I think Matt did the best on that area because he caught a limit. Everybody else, myself, mm-hmm. 
I caught, what is it, an 18-incher, and I forgot, I can't even remember. I also caught an, uh, a big um, hybrid or sand bass um, up the bridge 31. But yeah. it was what, it was completely different. It was the, uh, to me, it was the crankbait bite that was working. I mean, hey, in small portions. That's, that's good, man. I love a good cranking bite, but uh, it wasn't for me. <laughs> they were not yeah. even up there. I don't know what I was doing wrong, but. But uh, and I think you know, it, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead, please. <laughs> I think it just had to do with uh, that. It, it was a pretty decent current up there. Um, I know it's a creek. I don't, I'm a river guy. So I speak in terms of like cubic feet per second, like below yeah. dams being released. But it, it was sitting at like 75 to like 100. Really? Like it was, it was a decent little current. Like I was having to like stake out a lot just to keep in position. So, um, so yeah, like, like I said, when I saw that, I was like, all right, sit down, buckle up and just grind this area. Cause it dissipated after a while. Like I said, there's a lot of back backwater over there. And sometimes you just got to sit in the current. They love it. They love it. So, and I'm wondering how much, um, cause it's, it sounds kind of crazy to think about this, but you know, we never, or it's been years since we had a weather pattern like we did um, mm-hmm. a week before the tournament. And I was just reading today on um, this month's um, Bassmaster about um, spring fishing and betting. And it was one of the articles were mentioning that bass, if it's a really, really cold winter, uh, especially after they, what they call that fall spring, you know, you get usually like some type of spring weather, like in late January, early February, then we go back to winter, which is kind of like everywhere is like that, you know, but it says if you get that really cold front after that um, uh, fall uh, spring, a lot yeah. of times the bass are going to spawn earlier, which in no, my I'm mind right. to me, to me, makes sense that it would spawn later because the water just got really, really cold. So why would they spawn? But it's it, it. I think it has to do a lot with what you said. It's like the water's been so cold and it lasted for almost five days that they're desperate to get uh, back to their to to their region because there's permanent residents on each area. You know, they're permanent absolutely yeah. bass that are going to stay permanently in deep, and there's permanent bass that are going to stay in, in shallow waters. But in this case, because of the freeze, they ha- had no choice but to move back. So a lot of yep. them are just desperately to get back to that area. So I wonder, it sounds crazy, uh, but I wonder if you caught him actually uh, betting. So the my big fish, I have a picture of it, and it the tail's red, but it's not like super, it's not like terrible. I do think, Everything you just said is 100% true. Like everything you said, especially like consider like all those fish that live shallow. They had to rush mm-hmm. deep. They don't live there. They don't eat there. They don't know what they're doing. And they immediately went back starving. So they're all eating. Even the big ones that went back there are starving. They're going to spawn. They're going to spawn quicker. Um, I've seen this uh, on a couple lakes already. Like the people are catching bedfish right now. Like people are catching bedfish um, on non-power plant lakes. Um, but man, we saw this last year on the Brazos River, actually, because we had a lot of rain. And that river oh, stays yeah. between 
the, the highest you'll see that river in normal conditions is like 300, 350 cubic feet per second. Mm-hmm. It was like 20,000 covering the bridge. Like you couldn't even drive, like you couldn't drive it. Like you can drive around the river. And it, that was right at spawn time because they spawn a little later in the browsers. Um, dude, there was fish that were moving up. That happened. We weren't able to fish it or get on the river safely for weeks and weeks and weeks. And when we went back out there when it was calm, they were spawning everywhere. Like they, they all pushed up because they've been waiting. Like it's, it's yeah. natural. So, so yeah, it's a magical time in Texas right now everywhere everyone's been seeing it i know y'all have seen ohiv blowing up and oh, it's like crazy so, like it's, it's a wild time right now all, all the lakes are fishing good it's kind of like bittersweet in the sense that it's like oh mm-hmm. man look they're biting ohiv the monsters but then it's like oh it's a toyota shillong because that means they took him to mm-hmm. the whatever free shoe holding area um so yeah. it's like be back you know, like three or four bass that were just <laughs> out <laughs> like yeah. well they're not there anymore <laughs> Nah, they'll they'll take care of them. They'll put them back eventually. Yeah. But but dude, it's yeah, it's 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 happening everywhere. Maybe OHIV is kind of a little gem right now, but yeah, most lakes are fishing really, really good. Um, really good. Yeah. So, yeah. I know Lake Fork I, I has it. been a little bit of a struggle um this week. Um Lake for a lot of it us. It also gets a lot of pressure all the time, man. That's oh my god, I went yesterday. Lake. Well, today is Tuesday. We're recording a show comes out Wednesday. So I went Monday. Um, yeah. It's Monday for crying out loud. A Monday. And it's chock full of bass boats everywhere. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a single point or secondary point that I could fish that there wasn't a bass boat. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was crazy. It's it like it's a Monday it. for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah, my, but, my days off are Monday, Tuesdays. So if I'm ever at Fork for fun... That's when I'm there, and it's always busy. It just looks like yep. a weekend all the time. Always. But love it. It's tough, though. <laughs> I will is. not be there this weekend. Y'all have fun and good luck to all of you. <laughs> Big Gators. <laughs> we were talking about that um, yeah. on the uh, pre-recording. I ran into Man, I've never seen Gators that big, <laughs> at least in Texas. <laughs> Those things are monstrous. I'll post a few pictures on Instagram, a few videos, but yeah. That was scary. That was crazy. But anyways, Clayton, <laughs> um, you mentioned you love uh, river fishing. What's some of your favorite rivers here in Texas? Oh, brother. They're, I love them all. Um, so my, my home river, I don't live anywhere near it. But the last few years of my life that I've been fishing like a lot, a lot, like, you know, more than I, than I did when I was growing up, I've been driving down to the Brazos. Um, PK? lots of different yeah. locations. I uh, love PK below Whitney's great, scary. Yeah. Gets rough out there sometimes. They'd love yeah. to open up those gates. I've been stranded one too many times out there, but uh, but yeah, man, I, I love the Brazos. I love the Trinity. I have a lot of great days on the Trinity downtown, West Fork, East Fork. It's all great. The Trinity's amazing. Um, the Guad, the Frio, all fun places to go. Colorado's, I got a couple places I like to go, but. Yeah, man, I, I just love rivers, brother. I love rivers. Delano recently went there. That's slept on. Not a lot of big fish, but it's really Which one you said? I'm sorry? Delano River. Oh, Delano. Like, yeah, it's way, way far away from Fort Worth, but it's it's really cool. So um, definitely a good summertime spot. But Devil's River? Yeah, have man. you gone Devil's River? 
the Devil's River is coming up. I have really? Been, that's been my bucket list, man. That's like one of the, that and the Pecos are oh, yeah. two of the rivers that, those are rivers you have to commit a lot of time to. There's, yeah. You know what I mean? You can't just go on a day trip and uh, really see it. So uh, those two rivers, Devil's is coming up first, Pecos second. Um, we got that TKC at Amistad, which is pretty Amistad, close yeah. to the Devil's River. Yeah. If y'all, anybody listening, wants to set up a Devil's River trip close to that, I'm down. Cause we'll already be there. So yeah, I'm But thinking yeah. about that too. <laughs> yeah. I was hey, talking Armando? to Guillermo yeah, Gonzalez. I know he does um, tour guides over there in the devil's river. So that's one, yep. one of my bucket yep. lists. Yeah, Hopefully this year. No. Yeah. I'm very excited, but yes, that's, that's coming up in the next year. So if not by the Amistad tournament, tournament, I have a, another little plan B coming too. So, so nice. yeah, but the Brazos primarily for me, brother is, uh, That's my playground. Uh, can can we fish. expect to see you at the KBF in April? Uh, Trinity River System? There's a KBF on which I honestly I haven't been uh, keeping up really? to date with the KBF stuff lately. Not going to lie. Um, love KBF. I'll be at the next uh, national championship for uh, this year. Nice. Um, back in Louisiana. Can't wait. Red River. Love the Red River too. Um, But no, I, I didn't. I'm not familiar with yeah. the, the April the, 11 or 12. I think that's the weekend. You know how they do two tournaments, one tournament on Saturday and one tournament on yeah. Sunday. It's the Trinity River Chains. So okay. I guess every part of the river that, um, you know, counts as, tri uh, as Trinity, I guess it's, it's, it's good. It's, it's so, a big river system, brother. It's, it's yeah. a, there's a lot of water there. Um, is it like a strictly online? Is it like an in-person? No, it's in-person. All right. Well, expect to see me there then, because I love that river. Heck yeah, man! <laughs> you got that's, that's in you. All right, that, I'm about that's to look your backyard. Minute, honestly, <laughs> my money's no, no, on you. Awesome. If I enter, she give you no any money for you, man. <laughs> hey, brother. Now uh, follow me. Let's go. Let's go fish together. I don't care. I'm not greedy about I, spots. <laughs> I love. Uh, I love fishing downtown when I don't have. Since I live mm -hmm. in Fort Worth, when I don't have that much time to spend, like to me, yep. if I'm on my kayak. I need to have at least four hours. I know there's guys, ah, I need two hours to go kayak fishing. No, I need four to eight hours. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gotta, not doing it unless it. it's more than four hours. So when I do have only four hours, I like to go to the Trinity downtown and it's pretty good. Yeah. I no, mean, I love the Trinity. So. Nice views yeah. of the downtown area. Um, it's not as dirty as people think. I think it was. No, they, I think it's the cleanest. Yeah. It's the cleanest city river in Texas. No, it, it is for a youth. Now I grew up here. I'll tell you, Trinity didn't used to be that clean, but as of late, the last like 10 years, like they've done a lot of work. The Trinity is yep. very nice in the downtown area. They take care of it. Um, yeah, they do. It's a river. Obviously it gets flooded with all sorts of garbage from time to time, but during ideal conditions, it's, it's very clean. It's nice. And the clear fork is, I mean, it's not as It's clearer than you would think for a Trinity River. Um, no, it, that, it, the one it's that comes from Benbrook. Yeah, yeah, it's great it's for for a city river. I thought it's great like, visibility. It's terrific, dude. I I go, I'll go bank. Like, I have a girlfriend. We have a bunch of dogs. We'll go down downtown, take the dogs out to you know woodshed or something like that. Like I always got a, a pole. I'll go throw a couple baits here and there. Like I love the Trinity, man. It's it's an awesome place. Like you can really. Really catch some some quality fish down there too. Yeah, if you put in the time. 
Yeah, quality fish and the experience that I've had, every fish that I've gotten out of there, it's like healthy fish, man. Mm -hmm. It's nice, healthy fish. You know, the colors, they look healthy. You don't see them with sores or leech or anything yeah. like that. So I think it's cleaner than what people think it is. Or, no, yeah, cleaner than what people think. Hey, nice, I've, man. I've put, I've, yeah, I've, I've been in the river. It's not that bad, guys. <laughs> which one, which river do you like the most? Which is your favorite one of the ones you fished? Brazos, hundred percent. Yeah, Brazos. Uh, PK or heard... uh, Whitney Dam? Making me tell all my secrets, man. Below PK is my jam. Yeah, PK, below PK. If you follow me on Instagram and you have been there, like you can tell from my backgrounds, you know kind of where I'm at. Um, there's a lot of river below PK though. Yeah. So uh, definitely, like, take an overnight trip couple nights like explore it there's a lot of really good river there don't just yes. go up to the dam and come home like it's a really good fishery it's hard there's a lot of pressure um but uh i'm a big bait guy like that's kind of why i started fishing as of late um they eat them and they eat yeah. them. brazos river fish love trout they love the yes because they they fill it up I'm wondering yep. if they want it. They're trying to. I'm wondering if they're trying to do the same thing they're doing in the Guad, because they're stocking. Mm -hmm. I mean, this year I think they stocked yep. nine thousand. They're still stock, stocking them nine thousand yep. trout and big trout too. Because I went trout fishing, um, January or late or early February this year, and I caught some decent, a lot bigger than what they put in those um in the ponds in the pond? on yeah, no. here. No, those were, get hammered in like an hour and then that's like yeah. all the good fish gone. <laughs> but, uh, no, no, they, you, I you, mean, go ahead. I'm sorry. Were, were you fishing? You said you caught some good ones uh, in the Brazos or the Brazos? The the Brazos, the, yes. Brazos and the PK Dam. So I'm thinking okay, they're, yeah. mm -hmm. I'm, I'm actually wondering if they are trying to make it like a sustainable um, habitat for trout because you know that that's what happened with the guad now the guad if you go yeah. up to the dam it's actually sustainable you know yeah. they, the i think it's like cold enough yeah so it, the water is cool enough the only thing that i'm thinking is like are they going to survive all that uh striped bass <laughs> that are going to be haunting them because that's the thing that's yeah. the thing about the brazos the i've i've had a i've had a summer where i've caught a trout like a 12 about 12 inches um, yeah. I threw him back. I didn't keep him because there's only one, obviously. But I caught him in like very early August. Yeah, still alive, still yep. living. They they will survive. The thing is, there's a lot of striper. Yeah, and, and a lot of really big bass, and they destroy yes. them. Like they're just not equipped to deal with that. I don't think. But um, I'm Ross Pinkerton, the bass get huge. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. Like Ross Pinkerton so went with that um, river. What was it? Is it River to Sea? I can't remember which one it is. But that trout um, um, glide bait, and he the tore athlete? it up for yeah. the KBBT. That's he. The, mm -hmm. Ross Pinkerton got me into going to the Brazos down at PK. Yeah. Best day I've ever had fishing. Love it. Even no, the only problem is it's like this year because it hasn't rained that much. It's been and, and since last year, since after April last year. Um, yeah. it's been down to the 50, um, how do you call it? Cubic. Yep. Cubic feet per second. Thank you. Exactly. Yep. So it's, it, it's, 
I mean, it's coming right back now. up to the 16 bridge, it's a hassle because like half the time you're going to have to get off your kayak, get a rope and pull your kayak. So yep. when it's that low, it's a hassle because there I feel like my experience with them, not not super experienced on the Brussels, but when it's that low, they're really deeper into those pools. Um, so they're not as close to the dam unless you go really next to uh, right below the dam. But in between the smart man, yeah, in between the the dam and the bridge, they're really further down when it's that low. But man, yeah. they nice, healthy. I mean, aggressive bass, big yep. bass. They've been nah, feeding on top of you. That's a fun, fun place for sure. Uh, it's not for the faint of heart. It's not easy to get around. Yeah. Especially when it's low, like you said, you end up on your feet a lot more than you are paddling. But uh, yeah, Whitney's the same way below Whitney. Whitney's honestly even worse. <laughs> like you drag yeah. a lot more down there when the water's low. But especially so coming back up because you days. got the yeah, you got all that grass, that long grass. Mm-hmm. It's top water heaven below Whitney. Yeah. Down. Oh, I've yeah. done wade fishing, but yeah. in the kayak, I'm thinking, man, that's gonna be a hassle trying to get up to back to the ramp below mm-hmm. the dam because there's so much grass. There's no way you can do a pedal drive there. <laughs> yeah, no, pedal drive, you, you got to gotta have that Diablo. Yeah, <laughs> you do, you really do. Deep enough and you just kick back and relax. You got to yeah. love the Diablo. But, but yeah, brother. Clayton, thank you so much, man. It's It's been an honor to have you on my show. What's your next tournament yeah. that you're looking forward to? Uh, so I will see everybody at the next TKC. We're Ooh, going that is to Hubbard Creek, Creek, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And Have you fished there before? Days ago. Yeah. Just a couple days ago. Do you it's, think it'll uh, be that much different now than it will be when, when the tournament ends, when the tournament starts? I'm sorry. Oh yeah. I went fun fishing yesterday, man. Um, I'm big. Like I said, I live in like Fort Worth. I'm like 10 minutes outside of downtown, but, um, I drive east or west. I'm sorry west a lot um i like hover creek pk is one of my probably all-time favorite lakes yeah. uh, obviously i love the brazos but uh as far as main lakes like pk that's one of that's my jam belton super clear water that's that's my stuff uh hubbard's hubbard's pretty good it's a little grassy a little rocky it's got a lot of different stuff uh i'm excited um it wasn't fishing great for me a couple days ago but uh it's also still really cold there and we got yeah. a few weeks till the tournament or a couple weeks till the tournament. So things are going to change. Like I said, yes, it was just fun, but it'll be a lot different here in a couple of weeks. And it, it should be pretty interesting. I think, I think they are uh, probably going to be on beds if I had to guess. In March, so, you think it'll probably be. It's March I mean, 27th is like the, the day, right? March 27th. Yeah. And uh, based on what I was seeing there, I'm not going to give away any details because this one's coming up, but uh <laughs> It should be about that time. Yep. So, so big looking out. Check the banks. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, North Texas kayak fishing. You're going to be there for possum? That's um, in June, I think, right? Yeah, it's uh, June 12th. June 12th, yeah. I plan on being there. However, there is a talk of maybe going on a cruise that might interfere with that. Uh if I'm not cruising, I'll be at the tournament. So, <laughs> so yeah. Either way, you'll have fun, I'm sure. Yeah, no, I, like I said, I, I freaking love that lake. I hope to be there. But um, at the same time, I don't, 
I've fished tournaments on PK before and haven't done that great. So, uh, you know what I mean? The whole, uh, being a local thing and really knowing what you're doing. Yeah. Kind of gets in your mind on tournament days. Sometimes it's not always positive. Sometimes you end up doing something you shouldn't be doing because you didn't think just like locals on Palestine didn't think you'd have to go sit up at that boat ramp all day, but yeah, especially when I you felt get like a it was right. and weather like that. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Brother, it should be fun though. Are you going to be there? Uh, for uh, the possum kingdom? I think so. Yeah. I'm going to be, I'm hopefully going to be on all the TKCs the remaining of the yeah. year. Um, and then, uh, Hobie, um, in Sam Rabin. Um, and I'm, thinking i'm still thinking if i want to do because i can't even though there's two different weekends i really don't want to take two weekends to do a tournament because of the budget but either i'm going to be at darnell for the hobby bos or i'm going to be at the kbf trolls in in the trinity river so okay we'll see one of those two well, but yeah like i said i'll probably be at that trinity river one like oh. i i was just I guess i missed it um <laughs> like i said i haven't really been keeping it I don't like traveling that much, you know, it's hard to get yeah. time off and you got to allocate certain tournaments, you know how it is, I'm sure. But, uh, but yeah, no, now that I know that I'll probably see you there for sure. Um, Amistad, me and Joe are talking oh, about yeah, Amistad, yeah. on there. If you want to keep in touch with me, Heck yeah. get an Airbnb or something, bunk up, save some money, have some bro time. Uh, that's a bucket list lake for me. I haven't fished there before. Yeah. Um, and it's on my birthday, so oh man, congratulations about that! And uh, I want to go down there and spend some time and have a, a few good days. So, so if you want to, can you see how young are you going to be that day? Oh, how young am I going to be, man? I'm be turning twenty seven, unfortunately. Really, I'm getting old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm a little older <laughs> than I look. So, <laughs> but yeah, wait but... till you get to your forties, man. That's where it really goes down. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> it's all good, man. No, I'm, I'm happy. No, I love it, but. But yeah, so Amistad, super pumped. Hope I see everybody there. Um, and I'll definitely see you at the Trinity River for sure. Yeah. We'll keep in touch. We'll talk. We'll, we'll figure definitely. some stuff out for that day. Like I said, I like launching with buddies around me. Um, as long as they're not Matt Scotch and uh, Guillermo. Yeah. They catch all the fish. So. <laughs> yeah. It's good to learn from them. But when it comes no, out of competitions, like, well, I mean, I want to learn before, but not at the tournament day. No. <laughs> I love all them. I love Joe. I fish with all of them for fun. But uh, whenever I roll up at a ramp in the morning and I see their truck, I'm always like, oh, it's going to be a little tougher. <laughs> it's a great group so, of guys, though. I had a chance to yeah, meet Matt, um, Scott. Group of guys. Yeah. Guillermo, I had on my podcast, and I actually met at um, at uh, Backwoods where he works. Um, yeah. Great guy. Yeah. Great guy. Yeah, um and Matt Scotch, I just met him. Great dude and great group of guys. It was awesome for me because I know working from the podcast, like I hear about all these guys. So I try to keep tabs on them to see what they're doing, you know, and, yeah. and you know, and kind of bring them on my show. But obviously they don't know me because I just started the tournament thing. So it's funny because I was like, I mean, I recognize everybody, but nobody Muddy recognizes me. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like, nah, hey, how you doing, cool. man? And like, who's this guy? <laughs> nah, it's cool. That's how I was at first, too. When I first met him, I was like, y'all are always here. <laughs> y'all must be cool. <laughs> but no, nah, no. Nah, Jeff Eichel was like, guys. I'm s- Jeff Eichel was like, I'm sorry I didn't recognize you. I'm like, Jeff, I don't have all this nice, beautiful dreadlocks, you know, that stand out. That's <laughs> yes, the only yes. thing I recognize you for so easily. Oh, yeah, Jeff's cool. 
Yeah, cool dude, cool dude. I got to fish with him on, on, on Palestine too, so great guy. Yeah. So, Clayton, yeah. before I let you go, and again, thank you for taking the time. I've had you Absolutely, here for almost man. an hour, so appreciate oh, you taking the time. Uh, if there's anybody you want to thank, any sponsors, family members, anybody you want to thank that makes your fishing life a lot easier, go ahead. Yeah, brother. Um, first and foremost, the old ball and chain, Haley Gibson, beautiful woman, has my heart. Um, she puts up with me. If you're a fisherman, you know, <laughs> a lot of hours on the water, a lot of time on the road, but, uh, but yeah, she's amazing. Obviously I thank her, but, uh, other than friends and family and stuff, uh, big shout out to Cortland line, Cortland line right here. If you haven't heard of them, check them out. If you're a braid guy, check them out. Best braid in the business. Look up silent flip. It'll change your mind. I swear. All my fish, Palestine, silent flip braid. 16 carrier, huge, huge game changer. Super smooth. It's like butter. Um, <laughs> clear for custom jigs, obviously. And uh, yeah, man, that's that's pretty much it. So uh, I appreciate hey, you having you? me on here, Armando. Absolutely. Oh, it's yeah. an honor, man. Yeah, great time, man. I look forward to catching some fish with you, you know, meeting up in person and uh, fishing some tournaments, man. I love it. So. Awesome, man. Thank you. Good luck moving forward, except on TKC, where I'll be taking part. Hey, nah, brother. <laughs> it's all you. It's, hey, it's anybody. It, it's anybody. I, I don't, you, me. I'm just happy. I'm just happy someone's catching fish either way. Yeah, that's so. important. To me, so. it's that camaraderie. I don't even look at what the, the winnings are. Like People say, oh, man, that's a lot of money. I don't care. I mean, I just want to meet people and just get be a better angler. That's what oh, I man. recommend. Anybody that loves kayak fishing, even if you don't love it competitively, if you want to get better at it, just sign up for your local trails. Yeah, man. You get to, you know, rub shoulders to some of the best like Clayton and learn, you know, because yeah. everybody loves to talk about every kayak fishing guy. Every fisherman loves to talk about fishing. It's not oh, as, yeah. I haven't met a single fisherman that doesn't <laughs> love to talk about fishing. So, you yeah, man, you buy him a beer and you can get him to, you know, tell him all the deep, dark secrets on fishing. <laughs> hey, I'm a big beer guy. You there you go. <laughs> if you see Clayton, right. bring him a beer and yeah, he'll teach you everything else. <laughs> not during the tournament, though. That's illegal. Yeah, not during the tournament. You get disqualified for that. <laughs> afterwards. Nah, afterwards. Yes, afterwards is a must. That's why we have beer sponsors and vodka sponsors. North Texas, Western Sun. Yep. Big shout out to them. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, real they, I, I, big guys. <laughs> I love what they're doing. Western Sun with uh, supporting the anglers and, you oh, know, yeah, sponsoring a lot. I think not just KBN, but other um, social yeah, media man. guys and podcasts, um, Western Sun. I think they're sponsoring the TKC or the North Texas. North Texas. South Six. North Texas, right? They're sponsoring the North Texas. North Texas for so. sure. I'm not 100% on who else they're, they're dealing with, but uh, North Texas has been a couple years now. I got a few raffle prizes from them. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's big thanks to them for sure. Yeah, but. I love it when companies like that sponsor, man, because it's, it's still a growing sport. And for them to kind of like bet on the future and say, you know what, yeah, we believe this is going to uh, grow, then get, you know, get their it, promos in early before the big companies do then that's awesome it's it's grown a lot man it's still growing so it's a yeah. huge sport now but it is yeah. uh it is for cover of bass masters i don't know yep. the first the first i'm gonna assume this is the first time i don't even wonder who's at the I have to see who's at the at the front page but there you go 
Yeah. Kayak fishing. Exactly. Yeah. So who'd have thunk it? Coming. Couple years. Couple years in the making. Here it goes. Going big time. So. Yes, sir. But. Well, Clayton, anyways, thank you again so much. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate and, it, brother. Uh, I'll let you go so you can get something to eat, get some rest. I know you got a big day ahead of you. And again, we, you know, we look forward to having you on the show again. And uh, yeah, brother. And look forward to what you're doing next, man. And again, follow Clear Fork. Clear jigs? Fork Custom Jigs. Custom Jigs. Clear Fork Custom Jigs. Cortland Line, based out of New York. Look them up. Even yeah. if I wasn't on their pro team, look them up. What do you love about the, the braid? What separates them from the rest now that we're talking about it? All right, let's do it, brother. Hold on. Let me grab them. So, this is improvising, but hey, man, you, you're selling me on it. So I have to find out what is it about it that you love it so much. This is their master braid. Uh-huh. Great braid. Terrific braid. They've been doing this for a lot of years. Made in the U.S. Like, no frills, just straight up great braid. They also make another one. I don't have a box handy to show you, but it's called Silent Flip. It's, it's instead of being a spaghetti noodle, round, mm -hmm. it's a fettuccine noodle. The braid is really? flat. It's a 16 carrier braid, which is higher than any other braid company. So it feels like butter. It's super smooth coming over any, like through cover, like super, super smooth. Like, you know how when you have braid coming over a log or something, you yep. feel like a little grind yep. to it? Can't feel it. It's quieter. It's, it's easier on your guides. Like, you're not, you know, because you know how braid is. It wears through your guides eventually. You have to replace them all or get a new yep. rod. So, super, super phenomenal line. I throw it for all of my jig fishing, all of my big baits, all my depths, everything like that goes on, a, on the silent flip just because it's less friction all around i feel like it's easier on your reel pulling especially with the big baits grinding in those big baits your your gears are running a little smoother just because that line is so smooth but uh coil online huge thanks huge thanks to them um check them out for real so we'll do no i'm interested in that when you said silent yeah, braid i started more into doing the braid with the leader um mm -hmm. I, I throw and, a leader on a lot of my braid yeah, every rod i have has braid on it but I always worry that it's so noisy when you're reeling in like a cranberry, you, you, all mm -hmm. that noise. I'm like, I wonder if this is going to affect how the, uh, if the fish are going to attack this or not. Cause this is noisy noise. I'm like, that has to transfer to, to the water, I all that noise. Like but some days it doesn't matter, but some days it really does. Yeah. And usually those are the days you're fishing for money. So yeah, <laughs> you might as well have the best stuff. Yeah, and as far as like fishing, I think your line is probably the most important thing because I got a lot of crappy reels and rods that I still use. Got a lot of nice ones, but they all got Cortland braid on them, and it's it's never failed me, man. I break a lot of leaders, but I don't break braid. It's it's really good, really good. More well, I'm gonna have to check it out, man. Where do you yeah, get them usually? You have to order them online or <laughs> jump on their website, order through them. Um, if you go to my Instagram, there's a link directly to their website. Jump on there, order everything, um, check them out. Like I said, they're, they do fresh saltwater fly fishing, everything. Um, great fly line. If you're a fly guy, I, I mingle with the fly rods every now and again when I'm not a little in the off season, you know, but uh, I love their fly line. Um, but their braid is phenomenal phenomenal so check it out for sure gotta check it out definitely well thanks again 
Clayton, yeah, I feel like I thank you about 20 times now, but no, it's always good, good to talk good. to you, man. It's always good to share knowledge <laughs> and info. So great stuff. And uh, for those out there listening, if you made it this far, appreciate it. We thank you for sticking around and listening to the podcast. Remember, if you're going out in the water, be safe. Do whatever you need to do to make sure you make it home safe. Let your friends, family know where you're going to be in case of yep. emergency where they can find you. So have all a great right, night, cool. everybody. Have a great day. Tight lines. Thank you all. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, in Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle in Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, in Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle in Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures located in Northern Illinois for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com.